Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale. And in this week's episode, my guest is Joey from Home Team Pub. Well, I'm thrilled to have Joey in the podcast. I don't know what's taking me so long to get him in here, but I'm thrilled that he's finally on the podcast. And uh, it was really interesting to hear him talk about his dedication and commitment to uh, customer service and customer care and making sure that his customers um, are taken care of, that they can come into his restaurant, hang out, have a good time, and uh, and stay for a while to watch the game or just you know just have fun with their friends or their family or interact with his with his staff and uh, really interesting to hear his take on that you know I think it's always um, enlightening and and, and uh, refreshing to hear a restaurant owner whose uh, main focus is that it's customer care and when I think of a, a restaurant like a community based restaurant I really I think like Home Team Pub is probably the poster child of that. You know, opens up in Liverpool, goes into a location that had seen a lot of turnover with different restaurants over the years, and Joey opens up in there and makes that restaurant all about Liverpool, all about the community, about the school, and it was just really interesting to uh, uh, to see that. You know, to hear to hear his take and to see his see how he's intentionally built his restaurant uh, around that, and so I think it's really cool. I love going to Home Team Pub. It's always been a great member of the Eat Local New York card. If I ever reach out and I need like photos or I need someone to be on camera and talk about something, Joe is the first one to volunteer. And so that's always been been really great to work with him in that regard. And, you know, last year, Joey took home the People's Choice Award, the Eat Local New York People's Choice Award for the Battle of the Wings out at the Inner Harbor. And he's going to be throwing it back again this year. This year's Battle of the Wings is going to be more intense than ever. I mean, more vendors, out-of-town vendors. They've got, they have a restaurant coming from the other side of Ohio They've got that's competing. They've got two, and that restaurant, Millie's out in Ohio, has won multiple Buffalo uh, Wing Fest awards. Then you've got two coming up from Utica. Another Eat Local New York member of our Slice Pizzeria is going to be coming on to uh, to battle it out at the Inner Harbor. And so that's really exciting to have them bring in the Purple Cow Wings. Uh, but the Inner Harbor Battle of the Wings is going to be the May 17th and the 18th. We're going to be back there again, uh, taking everybody's vote and awarding the People's Choice Award for Best Wings. So really excited for that this year. Well, this is episode 192, folks. I've got, we've got, we've recorded a few. I've got great episode coming up with Nick Pascal. Got a great episode coming up with the guys from Dos Gobachos, uh, Mezcal. Really looking forward to that, putting that one out. Um, and just getting closer to, to episode 200. And, it, you know, I've been recording the podcast now for, like, th- what, four years? Three or four years, I think. I started the first episode, you know, seven years ago. And uh, now doing doing it consistently for three or four years. And uh, I think, actually, a little over four years. But, um it's just so much fun. I think, you know, looking back at all those episodes, at all the time that's that's gone into this show and, and looking for ways to improve it. And I'm excited. There's some changes coming up here uh, for Eat Local New York and for the podcast. They're going to be great. I'm not ready to announce yet, um, but they're going to be fun when, when, when we do get them out there. Hopefully be ready to put them out uh, or make this announcement come April, um, maybe mid, mid-March early April, depending on how things shake out. So uh, that's as cryptic as I'll be with it. Just stay tuned. Make sure if you don't follow, make sure you're following on Instagram, social media for uh, for Eat Local New York, because I'll be putting the big announcement out there. But uh, anyways, yeah, looking forward to episode 200 and just continuing on with the podcast, putting out even more content this year for the podcast and getting more interviews out there with people. So yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, make sure that you're subscribed to whatever platform you're listening to this on. Well, I, you know, I'm excited. I was this past week, actually, just a couple of days ago, I got the opportunity to head out to Turning Stone Casino and check out Wildflowers. They're one of their fine dining restaurants. I don't, you know, the, there's the TS Steakhouse and then Wildflowers. And uh, I'd never been to Wildflowers before. They invited me out, um, went out there with my good friend, Nick Ford. And just had a phenomenal meal. I mean, they have this mushroom and chestnut soup that immediately went on my list of like top 25 dishes I've ever had before. It was absolutely incredible. And then for my entree, I got their 45-day dry-aged ribeye that was really good. 
They do this nitro ice cream table side where they churn, they make the ice cream table side. And that was incredible. Cocktails were great. So just overall phenomenal experience. Um, Turning Stone, it was my first time going out there where I essentially like we got there early and we walked to like one side uh, to check out the kind of their new, um, you know, sports book slash, you know, their like, you know, pub club thing that they've got going on out there. I forget what it's called. But we walked out there and then walked all the way across to the lodge to go to Wildflowers. And so that was my first time really exploring the whole property out there or most of the property. And it's it's crazy. I mean, it's just wild to think that that's in, in you know, Oneida. What is that considered? Vernon? I don't know. I don't know. Utica, Rome, Oneida. I know all you people are listening to this are probably going to immediately come after me. But that's all the same area to me. And uh, anyways, it was really cool just to see how big the space is. And then they're growing. It's just, it's insane, you know, that that place exists so close to us. So uh, anyways, had a great time going out there for dinner. I'm excited. This uh, this weekend, I'm going down to the Hudson Valley. I'm going to be in Rockland County on Saturday. And uh, well, I'm going to be at Harvey's Garden Saturday morning for their chili and stout beer festival. Uh, but then I'm going to be heading down to Rockland County Saturday night and then uh, just up north a little bit, Hudson Valley area to Poughkeepsie and Pleasant Valley on Sunday and checking out some cool restaurants out there that I'm really looking forward to. So, again, make sure that you're you know following along over on YouTube or uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. It's where I post all those videos and stuff. So, uh, all right. Well, listen, what would a podcast be without talking about one of my favorite companies in Syracuse? And that's Brown Carbonic. Forget the fact that they're a, a gracious sponsor here on the Eat Local New York podcast, uh, but Brown Carbonic is just such a necessary local business. Family-owned and operated, multiple-generation-old business that is serving the food service and hospitality community with a variety of products and services that we all need, from you know ice machines and dish mas- machines to nitrogen and CO2 for draft beer systems, and to my personal favorite, and that's Challenger Cola. You know, you're looking for uh, a way to support a local company while taking care of your soda needs for your food service operation. Well, what better way than with Challenger Cola by Brown Carbonic? And uh, you can support local, keep more dollars here in the community in Onondaga County and in Central New York to help our area grow even more. And that way, you don't have to you don't have to go spend your money with Coke or Pepsi. And, uh, and have that money be shipped off to their global headquarters. You know, keep that money local here in the community and support a local business. Brown Carbonic is the one that you should be working with because they put the fizz in your biz. So you can call them at 315-454-3591. Again, 454-3591. Or visit them online at browncarbonic.com. And uh, make sure that you tell them that you heard about them right here on the Eat Local New York podcast. Well, without further ado, we've got some new intro music for you, but without further ado, here's my conversation with Joey from the Home Team Pub. It's amazing to me how much Home Team sports teams affect business. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, like working, uh, doing all this stuff for Harvey's, like I do all their social. Yeah. And, you know, the Bills loss. Uh, if they had, if they, if the Bills had continued, how much money would be generated for oh, them? Yeah. It's like a $10,000 swing just off of one loss to Kansas City. It's crazy. You would have got, if, uh, uh, let's see. So who, I don't even know who's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Kansas City. Kansas City and the Niners. Yeah, so it would have been... Uh, the Bill, no, but Baltimore won, so yeah, Bills would have been in Baltimore, so yeah, bad for New York, I guess. But it's a big swing, we would have had a whole week of just promoting Bills in the Super Bowl, yeah. Uh, Super Bowl's busy for us for to go orders, yeah, not in house people don't come in, watch the game, they all have house parties, everything else, so yeah. That would have been huge. It would have been a flip. Everyone would have been into the pub. Like, I don't want to have all these people in my house. Like, <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, that's crazy. Now I don't even care. Those Super yeah. Bowl commercials. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, Go I, Niners. Yeah, I know. I hate the Chiefs <laughs> so much. 
Um, people always ask me, like, who's your team? I know you're a, you're a uh, commander. Washington. Washington, yeah. yeah Washington. Washington. <laughs> um, I don't really have a team. I tell people it's like whoever my whoever's on my fantasy team that week or whoever I bet on. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of people. That's what what's good for the pub. Uh, like, there's a lot of Bills fans come in, but we have Giants fans, Eagles fans from back in the day when McNabb played. Yeah. Um, but that's what it is. Not many people have 26 TVs in their living room and can watch every game from every angle. So it's <laughs> that's good for me. Yeah. Uh, so that that's nice. But everyone's always like, "Oh, can you turn this game on? I got the starting quarterback." And I'm like, <laughs> "Move one seat over. It's right there." Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, that's all the fun stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I, I back in the day, I worked for Dolce Vita and nice. um, uh, doing their social. And she was like, I was hanging out there at the end of it. I think it was like a SU Duke game, maybe. But yeah, um, we had the game on the TV. I was having a beer and SU lost that game. This is like seven years ago. I think we only won once against Duke. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and she she was like, well, might as well close up. I was like, why? She was like, because nobody's going to go out after an SU loss. Yeah. You know, they all go home. Yeah, they don't drink their sorrows away like everyone says. But yeah. it's always just like, like, I like the big wins at home. Like, if it's a noon game, like, mm-hmm. uh, we get some people into the pub, but noon's a little early. I like the three, four o'clock games. Yeah. Um, rolls into dinner time, stay for dinner. But if it's a big win at noon, we beat Duke. Mm-hmm. And they're out all night long. So yeah. it's like we get the aftermath of a home game, hmm. three, four o'clock, and we're busy all the way through. Yeah. Oh, do so, you get that stuff up there? Yeah. So a lot of people obviously go to the Dome, travel. Yeah. A lot are from Liverpool or North Syracuse and drive by or Baldwinsville, and they come out and have a good time and party it up. Like Syracuse just won. It's like the ultimate high. Yeah. So it's like kind of where home team got its name. It's just like I was – uh Technically, they I got it from Thomas Rhett. So okay, there you go. But I'm a big Thomas <laughs> Rhett fan. And another bar that I managed. Yeah, uh, I met him, and he was a cool dude. And when he came on stage, uh, he just had that presence about him. Like, mm. man, I'm going to own this crowd. And I was like, wow, I don't even like country music, but that dude <laughs> came out to Eminem, and he was just rocking. I was like, this is awesome. This is a country show. And uh, so I followed them ever since that. And then he came out with uh his fan club and it was called the home team which i never Mm. okay it's called the home team um didn't put two and two together me and my wife bought the place and we're thinking of a name and we're like i don't know so we went away we went to i think it was darien lake Mm. with the kids and uh he comes on stage and he's just sitting there and he's just like you know what nothing brings people together like the home team and i looked at my wife and i was like (laughs) that's the name and it's true. Like yeah. everyone rallies around the home team. Yeah, doesn't, for sure. Doesn't matter who's the home team for the Super Bowl. Is it the Chiefs uh, or the 49ers? I think it's the Chiefs only because oh, only because they have they're they're practicing this week. It's been like a big issue. They're practicing on the Raiders practice facility, and the uh, 49ers are practicing at uh, UNLV's you know, oh, facility. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did hear that. And and, and the Chiefs got the Raiders the locker room, and that's like. The Raiders are like, well, are they the same division? I think. I think so. Yeah, but I heard. See, but then I saw something that like a, a meme that was going around, and who knows? It's the thing that sucks about the internet today. You don't know what the hell's true. Yeah. Um, there was a meme going around that uh, the Raiders purposefully kicked the Chiefs out of their locker room and said, "You can't use our locker room. You have to use this locker room, some like smaller one." So like when Buffalo turned off the hot water to right. the <laughs> yeah. chief's locker room <laughs> like how is that i don't know there's only like i grew up in since i grew up with, like <laughs> just south of cincinnati in northern kentucky and while if the Bengals are doing well yeah. like i'm i'll for sure i'll i'll figure i'll watch the game but i wouldn't consider myself a cincinnati fan but i hate the steelers yeah and i like i'm not a i'm not like a massive fan of the bills i'll follow them and uh Although I did bet against them uh, a few times this year and won, but uh, but anyways, I hate the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely hate the Chiefs. You know, I don't hate the Chiefs. The only team I hate is Dallas, but that's just yeah. I don't know. It's just that's how I grew up. Like Redskins, Dallas. Oops, edit that out. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> Redskins and Warriors, the two names you're yeah, not allowed to say right? anymore. I know. 
I have warriors all over my place. And if they do change the name, I, I, I want it all. So yeah. Liverpool, give me all your warrior stuff. I'm putting it all up. <laughs> Once crazy. a warrior, always a warrior. That's crazy. For those of you not listening who don't know what we're talking about, Liverpool or New York State? Yeah, New York State's pulling their funding if they don't change their name to warrior. But they changed their logo However, like when I graduate, twenty five years ago, maybe. Yeah. So it was like twenty two years ago they changed their Indian head to the Roman warrior or whatever yeah. it is now. So, so the Roman warrior, the Liverpool Warriors with a Roman mascot, yeah. are forced to change their name from the Warriors. Exactly. What happens if they vote to keep it the same name? I don't know what New York State does. It's in it's in their court. I guess. That's crazy. I guess I have to run for governor. When's that? <laughs> when's that up? <laughs> I was just I'm on a bid. Politician, but yeah, I was just—I was just on the New York State website because I had to fill <laughs> out some form for the restaurant, and it was like you know New York stands with Israel, which I was glad to see. And then yeah. I was like New York's—it was like Governor Hochul's letter about immigration. I was like, oh, I do not want to read that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I won't get into that. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's Who knows? Cr- yeah, it's wild. I was, you know, Bud just gets back from vacation and again, it, yeah. Where do you go now? I know, right? Jeez, Bud. Bud. I mean, how old is Bud now? Is he seventy? No. I think no, no. He's Bud, uh, eighty-two, eighty-two, X sixteen. Uh, hey, the, Bud. The best part is that I'm not drinking, Bud. <laughs> I know that Bud. <laughs> Bud has famously told people that he falls asleep listening to the podcast. So just to think that Bud right now, I some... fell asleep during his. That was about it. <laughs> Everyone else's, I was in tune for. <laughs> Uh, just to think that someday in the future, Bud is falling asleep right now listening, and he's going to be jolted awake when he finds out that you said he was 82 years old. Yeah, he's 82. Definitely 82. <laughs> I've seen his golf swing. Uh, well, Bud, White Claw Laura. Um, yeah. But yeah, he just got back from vacation down in uh, Cape Coral or Canaveral, wherever the hell he was yeah. in Florida, and just talking about like the money. That's down there and like the restaurant and, you know, oh, and then yeah. it's just, it's wild. You don't care about anything. Like you're on vacation. You, I don't care how much of vodka is, eight bucks or whatever. I'll pay yeah. for it. But back at home in Syracuse, if it's $7, oh my God. Yeah. So I just went to, so I went to breakfast yesterday at a place in East Syracuse and I got an omelet with cheese and bacon, home fries and coffee. Okay, it was seventeen bucks. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was. Yeah, I'm uh, nowadays we're accustomed to it, right? Yeah. But as I was like, I as I was driving away, I was thinking to myself, I wonder what because like I have a friend who lives in in Georgia, yeah, just outside of Atlanta, and he works. He's married with two kids and started working at Home Depot four years ago. Now today he's like a department head and makes good money. But oh yeah. Four years ago when he started, he was getting paid seven twenty five an hour. Yep. And I'm like, how in the hell are you living on seven twenty five an hour? So I had the thought, I wonder if restaurants in these communities where there's like incredibly low min- is the food is yeah. it incredibly cheap to go out to eat. For, so I I've started this how into it I've gotten. I've started searching. Got a spreadsheet going? Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> my plan is to find restaurants that have like and like do a remote podcast with them, these owners to be like, hey, what yeah. like, what's your food cost? You know? So I've started trying to find counties that have a similar similar population to ours, restaurants in those cities, go online, see what they're charging for food. And if it's high, if it's the same, if it's higher or lower, and then try and set up podcasts with those owners. But so far, the one restaurant that I like looked up this morning, they're like French toast was nineteen dollars. Yeah, in a same population as Onondaga County in Georgia, where minimum wage is seven bucks, like yeah. it's still just as, if not more, expensive. Yeah, you, you could find restaurants. Every restaurant's different, but you could find. I'm trying to think, my buddy lives in Atlanta. Go Braves. Uh, there's another one. Jeez. That's right. You're a Braves fan, aren't you? Yeah, all my teams with the Indian background. <laughs> Jeez. Are they still the Braves? Yeah, they're the Braves. Yeah, okay. Well, we're not allowed to do the tomahawk chop yeah. anymore. I went to the World Series, and they're like, oh, the commissioner doesn't want us to do the chop. And everyone starts <laughs> doing the chop. I'm like, okay, fine with me. Yeah. 
But yeah, but there's you know there's diners you can go get eggs and stuff for seven bucks whatever it is. Yeah, Egg, eggs are like ten cents. Like I yeah. don't know. It's that's how I feel like paying for steak. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know how much this is. Why is this one sixty four bucks when you took it out of a wrapper? <laughs> do <Yeah>. you <laughs> do you guys go out to eat a lot with the restaurant? Uh, we do. Me and the kids and wife are always busy doing something with sports or going back and forth for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go out a lot or order takeout and stuff like i'm over pub food and stuff so yeah. we're we live in beeville so we hit up all the beeville places um liverpool they kind of look at me funny when i go into their restaurants but <laughs> we do it but yeah. we know everyone that comes into the pub we go support them if they're like i know a lot of people say don't eat at chains but all these chains come into us and help yeah. our families like I go eat at Chains. We had dinner at Longhorn last night, so it's yeah. My wife came from that. I know a lot of people. They come in, do a lot of their meetings with me. So it's just mm. like I go support people that support me. So. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep it still local or local For sure. people. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I will order a salad and tip two hundred percent, so the money comes <laughs> back to me anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going to get a steak in Central New York, like you want a good steak, where yeah. you go, you know, it's, it's hard to really find like a third steakhouse. There aren't really many yeah. besides the chains. Yeah, but it's, it's a long drive. We go out to you know the casinos. Like yeah, they they do it right, but that's specialty stuff. We don't go out on a Tuesday just to go get steak. They're probably not even open. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, a lot of steakhouses. We go downtown. There's couple but well one there's yeah. gonna be two uh but like i like i said i don't like going out and spending money on steak when you can cook it at home so but everyone says that like about my place like oh my chicken wings are better they go up <laughs> all over the place like read it uh That's i make right, better ones in that. the air fryer like go ahead yeah go, <laughs> go ahead yeah, or we're not all about food and drinks it's about the experience talking to other people it's the big thing about the restaurant industry it's like an experience not just food or a meal you want you want it all Mm -hmm. like i could sit at home and watch a game yeah sure but it's not as fun when you're high-fiving people next to you and running around the bar celebrating a big bucket or whatever it is i'm 37 i think i'm starting to get cheap i'm not wasting as much (laughs) money as i used to (laughs) you got a little one now you got a plan for the future that's all right yeah yeah uh, what do you? I, I'm, I'm curious. What do other parents do? What do you? Do? You've got two kids. Yeah, two kids. They're older, 16 and uh, almost 13. And um, we, like, like, I, well, my kids will say I'm cheap too. But like, I, I don't mind. Like I said, going out and spending money on food and supporting other people. We do it all the time. Yeah. But it's the ones I, I won't bash change because we go there. But it's right. like the ones like, like. It, I don't know if I could say names, but Panera Bread. Like, we go there, and we'll have a family of four. It's like 92 bucks. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, how is this 92? It's a flatbread with chopped up chicken on it that I got. And my kids get bowls, bread bowls with macaroni. And it's like 92 bucks. I'm like, jeez, what am I doing wrong? Or like five guys. It's good burgers, yeah, but family of four with milkshakes, it's 75 bucks. Wow. I'm like, God. That's crazy. But. I'll spend the money. It's fine, but it's like, 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 what am I doing wrong? Like, <laughs> my burger's eight bucks <laughs> with yeah. fries. The yeah. fries are extra there. Right. Yeah, I was. Uh, where was I just recently? And they had something that was just like incredibly cheap. I forget where it was. I was watching. I follow a lot of like uh, New York City Instagram, like food Instagrammers. Yeah. And there was this video that this one account posted, and they were like losing their mind that uh, this restaurant in Brooklyn was doing a quarter-pound cheeseburger with like, a special sauce and pickles for 10 bucks. Yeah. Like, just the cheeseburger. And I was like, you know, that kind of is a good deal nowadays, especially yeah. down there. Like, we we do a Tuesday deal. It's a burger, beer, and fries for 8 bucks. I'm like, where are you, you going to find that? Are you like, serious? Yeah. Holy hell. Man. Yeah. It's like people are like, why do you do that? Don't you lose money? And I was like, no, because you stay for 19 other beers. That's right. where I get it back. So. Yeah. Or a soda, if you're not a drinker, we'll give you a soda. But yeah. it's eight bucks. It's like McDonald's, full meal. That's like McDonald's is crazy too. Oh, the uh, value meal, burger, fries, and a drink at McDonald's nowadays is at like eleven. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, huh? Full meal from us for eight bucks. Yeah, that's insane. Look at that. Yeah, it takes an hour and a half to get the food, but you can get it right now. For mine? <laughs> no, I'm just no, joking. I was say, not, not at my place. That's that's my big thing. Is like In and Out. Like it's not In and Out Burger, but we want the food out there. 
we want you to stay, watch the game. Like you yeah. can have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like on a Sunday, people will get there at 11. They'll order an appetizer, a meal. And then I was like, I want you to have such a great time. You're like, hey, I'm bringing home dinner. Like, here <laughs> you go. Here's chicken riggies. Like, yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. So I was saying like earlier, like I'm getting cheaper. Like I think if I, Anthony seven years ago, I would have already like I would be sitting here with the Apple Vision yeah. Pro in my face. I would have already bought it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Anthony now at 37, I'm like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I should get that or not. <laughs> um, but and I have had it in my shopping cart a couple of times already. But uh, just get it. Yeah. You just need that push. Just buy it. Just buy it. Luckily, my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, She will now. (laughs) If I walked home with an Apple Vision Pro on my face, my wife would murder me. Absolutely murder me. Don't buy it. Keep it in the car. It's a business expense, honey. So, so getting being becoming a cheap person. uh, You know, I started making pizza at home. Because yeah. we would order pizza from some places, and it's like 30 bucks for a large pie, right? Yeah. So I was like, all right, I enjoy making pizza at home. I'm going to start making pizza at home. I'm going to save a bunch of money. And uh, and so I tried that with wings. Went to the went to Wegmans, yeah. got a thing of wings, cut them down. They're definitely baked them. I don't fry them at home because I don't want to, yeah. like, you know, make a huge mess and have to deal with all that. But I can bake pretty decent wings. I've figured out a couple methods. But I did the math. Even after the sauce and everything, it's costing me nine bucks oh, yeah. for twelve wings at home. Yeah. So I'd much rather just go spend the extra five or six dollars, exactly, and go get. Just come to us on Mondays; they're half price. Oh, really? Being cheap. There you go. Yeah. Yesterday, well, what's today? Tuesday. Yeah, yesterday was our wing day, and uh, we I see I don't know two hundred people on Monday that I never see all week, but hmm. it's fine. I know they're coming in on Monday. Yeah. So for the wings and yeah, fine with me. That's wild. So yeah, hmm. that's why we do different things on different days and different clientele, this and that. And yeah, bring them all in. And you find that works, just do like doing that stuff, like you know, yeah. Tuesday Burger Day. Yeah, it, it works. It's slower days in the week. Like people are coming off of uh, wings on Sunday, so how many people are gonna come on Monday and yeah, things of that nature. But everyone comes out. Like, yeah, good time. It's the experience. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Home Team Pub, it's a great spot. Yep. You know, I mean, before before you, it was what, O'Malley's? Uh, well, before me, it was Uriah's. Then in the heyday, my heyday, it was Megan McMurphy's, Megan. Kelly Cole's. Yeah. Uh, that just got posted online somewhere, and it was like 57 different things, and <laughs> which I've known. I, I know the history behind it, and that mm-hmm. was like my biggest thing when we first opened was fighting all those ghosts of all the mm-hmm. other owners. I'm like, I'm not. This, that owner that owned this or that or this or that. Like, I do my own thing. Like, mm-hmm. here, it's Liverpool didn't have a sports bar. Here I am, like, mm-hmm. sports bar. I, I lived in Rochester for six years. I went to school in Buffalo at Niagara University. Met my wife at Niagara University. She's from Rochester. We lived mm-hmm. there. All my family was here. When I came home, we came home on the weekends, Syracuse game, go watch a sporting event. There's nowhere to go in Liverpool. I couldn't find mm-hmm. NFL ticket no one had. Like, no mm. TVs to watch the Syracuse game. And I'm like, geez. Yeah. So that I found a little niche, and we created Home Team Pub. And everyone always says, like, oh, it's only going to be profitable if it's an Irish bar because the last two places were an Irish bar. And I'm like, well, there was one after those two Irish bars that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not the food or this or that. Mm. It's, it's like what you bring to the table. Yeah. Like I said, it's all about the experience. Like, everyone can do a Philly cheesesteak. Like, mm-hmm. Like, my, my big motto is I don't want to be the best in town. I want to be your favorite. You go mm. to your favorite restaurant three, four, five nights a week. You go to the best restaurant, like, once a year, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm. But Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I just want the best wings. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you do. You did. You were the people's yeah. choice last year. Yeah. And it's all about the experience. It's, a, like, like... From my feedback from there, I'll give you a little insider how to beat me. Uh, <laughs> big thing is the two things I've heard the most of when I was there, it's like me talking to people and just making it. Like that's the owner back there, like making wings. He's sweating and mm. everyone would come and say hi. And I'd step away and say hi. That's one. The two is uh, I had a hot wing. Like everyone mm. else's were just sitting in chafing dishes mm. and everything else and they're preloading them and all this stuff, like getting ready for a rush. I'm like, hmm. this is where you go and show people that you have a good wing. Why are you going to give them an ice cold wing? 
Yeah. That's an interesting point because, like, when uh, we did our first event with 3 1 Fried, I think it was two Wing Fests ago. And it was just the reality. It was like, I'm standing in a parking lot. Yeah. (laughs) There was a guy, I was here last week. There was a guy parked right where I'm standing, like, eating his lunch in his car. (laughs) And now I'm, now I have a deep fryer set up in a tent and I'm making chicken. It's probably it's not going to be as good as the restaurant, no. um, but there are some people like yourself who you know go above. Some people are just like, "Hey, listen, I'm in a parking lot. Deal with it." Some people yeah. are going to say, "I'm going to try and make it this, as close to the same as I can." Yeah, we we make it as close as we can. Obviously, it's better to come out of the restaurant with all, yeah. all like fresh and stuff and uh, take a little bit more time on it. And yeah, yeah, if there's a huge line, we're kind of rushing through it. But add an extra sterno, make it hot. Like that's, yeah. that's the big thing. Um, I know blue cheese is a big thing. I got beat up on social about that last night, but oh, really? For the <laughs> for, for the packets? Yeah, like we had the Ken's little packet with the thing, but we we have a food truck too, so we were at the Winter Fair all weekend. I had a bunch of those left over. I'm not gonna just throw them away. Here you go, have it if it, if you want it, eat it. If you don't, yeah. ask for our homemade stuff. Like we'll give you <laughs> whatever you right. want. Like my big thing is. I always tell my staff, and they hate it. I was like, I'm, I'm a don't say no, try not to say no restaurant. Like, mm-hmm. if we have it in house, like, make it for them. Mm. Like that goes right back to the experience part of it. Like, you brought up Home Depot earlier. I worked for Home Depot. I worked for Marriotts. Like, I took all these jobs, knowing I want my own place. How does the Marriott do it over everyone else? Why are they mm. the best in hospitality? Why is Home Depot the best? in what they do and yeah. you find little things and bring it into your own and hmm. home depot they give everyone the power on the restaurant or in, on the floor to make a customer happy hmm. they don't want to spend 19 bucks on a hose fitting like give it to them for 15 bucks like hmm. you got like a five dollar window right there so it's like make them happy same thing with the marriott learn everything about this guest if he's a re re guest or they're coming back or Everything else, like we want him to pick Marriott, Marriott, Marriott everywhere he goes. Mm. Like learn, learn about him, figure out what he buys, have that ready in the room for you. So it's like, mm. okay. But everyone always says my menu's so big. I was like, well, we're open seven days a week. We have a bunch of different people that come in that want different things. Mm. Family four, like two might be gluten sensitive or gluten free, or one might be a vegan, one might eat everything. So it's like they have to all eat right we get that all the time i think it's interesting because like i go back and forth on my thought process of this like listening to you talk i'm like yeah that makes 100 percent sense you know and there's like plenty of exceptional fine dining restaurants where um i'm blanking on the name of the restaurant in seattle where like when you to make a reservation you can't there's no like online reservations you have to like talk to someone they have to like ask, they'll ask you questions. They'll ask oh, for yeah. like your social profiles and stuff so they can research you to make sure you have the best experience possible. Yep. And, um, and I'm sure, you know, that goes, you know, to a, you know, up to a certain extent. Um, or I think of like Eden. I was in Eden not too long ago and they were telling me a, a, a family stopped in during like a family weekend at SU. Yeah. And the husband, asked for chicken soup to go because his wife was at the hotel room sick. They don't have chicken soup. And so, but the, the chef made chicken soup quickly, yeah. you know, on the line, like from scratch on the line and, and brought, gave it to him to take home, you know, to the hotel for his wife. So there's, there's stories like that, that I'm like, okay, yes, like empower everyone to provide the best customer service possible. But then I hear stories where there is this, um, I think it was Malcolm Gladwell, but I'm I'm blank. I don't think it was him. It was somebody else like that. Where he was saying there was this restaurant in L.A. that he would, or wherever it was in California, he would go to with his family, neighborhood restaurant, yeah. nicer restaurant, and he's a vegetarian. They didn't have any vegetarian items on the menu, and so he would say, "Can I get the steak? But don't give me the steak. Just give me more of the vegetables right. or whatever." And the first like two or three times they were like, "Yeah, sure," and then, uh, <laughs> my sorry, sorry for the inter- interruption, folks. My iPad started 
listing insurance agencies. Um, Maybe I'm going to get sued for this podcast. Probably. Uh, But anyway, so like the fourth time the restaurant wound up getting incredibly busy and and popular and like the fourth time that he went with his family, he essentially tried to do the same thing, order the steak, but without the steak. And the chef came out, the owner chef came out from the kitchen and said, you know, listen, we don't do that here. And there's a vegetarian restaurant down the street. I think you'd be better off going there from now on. Yeah. And, you know, Malcolm Gladwell was saying, you know, he was like, I appreciated that. Like, this is a restaurant who now has the demand to say, this is what we do. And if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Yeah. There's bits and pieces. Like, I wouldn't say we're perfect. Like, there's going to be people that come in and ask for stuff. And we we tell them, like, hey, it might take a little longer, but we could do it for you. Yeah. Like, at game day, like, everyone comes in, you flat seat the restaurant. It's chaos. Yeah. Uh, but, like. We, we try. I wouldn't say we do it all the time, but that's mm-hmm. that's my big thing was, like, four walls marketing. They come in, you want to capture them, keep them there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, some people think outside the box and be like, well, if you did it for them once, but it's mm-hmm. a college kid, you get them for the next four years, um, that's a good amount of money. And yeah. I have another kid that goes to Syracuse, mm-hmm. and they come and visit you all the time. So it's I, I try and go above and beyond for everyone. Mm-hmm. Do we do it all the time? No, but 98.3% of the time we do. If you're that 0.1.7, I'll, I'll find you and make it right. <laughs> so what was your major in at Niagara? Hospitality and tourism management. So I, I always knew I wanted to be in the restaurant business. Like I, I didn't grow up in it. I kind of did, but my uh, grandmother worked at the Copper Kettle downtown, which is now Allen Angus, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and I just fell in love with it. My grandfather was... Uh, he was a police officer, and he'd come pick me up from school, um, sit me down on the bar and the camaraderie of everyone, mm. like all the police officers and restaurant workers and everyone in there, like loved little kids, I guess. Mm. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Weird. Uh, but he would sit me down, take his hat off, and people would give me nickels and dimes and everything else. And my mm. grandparents would keep this off for me, and I loved it. And just <laughs> everyone going around and my grandmother was like the center of attention Mm. and i just fell in love with it loved it she brought me back to her house taught me how to cook a little bit and Mm. then i grew up in the heyday of emerald lagasse and food network just came out and i'm like oh this is awesome i want to do this Mm. i want to be a tv personality Mm. Uh, then i found out i was ugly and they wouldn't (laughs) put me on tv (laughs) but i always wanted to be in the restaurant business my first job was like in a deli and i loved it making bagels and sandwiches Mm. and everything else but it's like like you learn your guests i could still tell you orders from when i was 14 of people what they ordered and what they're gonna say at the end like i already figured all this out beforehand (laughs) uh so i did that i knew i wanted the college experience and learn a little bit started researching it and niagara had a great program for tourism hospitality management Mm. went there learned a lot they teach you like menu planning and Mm. wine tasting and all this stuff and like wine tastes like wine to me yeah that's something i want to get into but it's just like i'm terrified of fruit so it's just like yeah. i know where this came from and that's <laughs> always in the back of my head <laughs> so uh, but that and I, I got the college experience and they were great and then i just i just always wanted to do it and like i said i knew the end game was owning my own place so then i branched out and worked for all these other companies and learned their ways and brought it all the home team so yeah worked for the dardens of the world the big the big chains and why are they so successful Hmm. so yeah so is that stuff like when you when you all were getting ready to open the restaurant or planning it out were like what were the what were some of the more important things that were on the list was it like trying to make sure that like your design was down your layout like you had the menu first was it yeah it was a little bit of everything it's just kind of to be honest i was very selfish and like hey i like all this stuff so let's put it on a menu and hope people like it too um but it was like like i said before there's no place to watch a game so i'm like let's make an open concept see the tvs like put tvs everywhere i want you to see 14 different angles of Jim Beheim's forehead, like <laughs> all this stuff. So it was cool. And then the menu planning came into it. And then it's just what's quick and easy in game day that we can fly out of the kitchen, uh, things of that nature. But it was always, it's always about the experience. Like I, I still talk about to this time. We just had a restaurant meeting, and I'm like, I love the game day atmosphere here. It's awesome. But 
how do we enhance it? Like, hmm. give me suggestions. What do your guests ask for? Like, what can we do better? It's all about the experience. I'd rather go to a place and have a great time and have lousy chicken wings. Best of both worlds, I guess. So yeah. we try. But, you know, we, we like I said before, I don't want to be the best in town. I want to be your favorite. So one of those big things is friendly staff, good food, um, cold beer, some mm. cheap drinks, some expensive drinks. We got everything on the menu for everyone. So we, we, we call ourselves a community-based sports pub. Like, we listen to all suggestions. Like, mm. I'll put whatever on the menu that you want. We have groups of people that come in, like, five days a week, say, hey, don't add this to the menu because I'll never come back again. And I'm like, okay. I'd rather have you five times a week than the one person once a month. So, hmm. Yeah, I've know. got, uh, we live in the ghetto, and, and we've got yeah. uh, Change of Pace is right around the corner. Yeah. I was just there Thursday. I love going to Change of Pace. It's like one yeah. of my favorite, you know, prior to having our son, I'd go there. Like we, my wife and I would go there um, back before COVID on like a Friday night and you know, get a bucket of beers and have dinner and, yeah. and whatever. It's a great. It's a great place. And I was just there last Thursday with an old friend. And first of all, incredibly cheap. Yeah. Eight beers and an order of wings, thirty-seven bucks. Nice. And uh, mine's thirty-four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What kind of beer was it? <laughs> all Bud Lights. Oh yeah. See, Bud Lights back. Thirty-four. Bud Light is back. And uh, Bud Light for me never went anywhere. I, <laughs> I get it. Like it, yeah. it was like when White Claw first came out, people are going up to the bar and. Like looking around, see if anyone's watching. I'll oh, take a white claw. Yeah. And like, okay, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> yeah. As that that person was Bud. No, Bud. Bud was always <laughs> always yelling at me. Like white claws. Yeah, I think Bud has a white claw T-shirt that he actually wears uh, at home. But uh, <laughs> I uh, gave him a pair of underwear. White claw underwear. <laughs> Probably wears those too. I think he's wearing them as he's going to bed listening to this podcast right now. He's going to hate me after this. Uh, uh, I'll have to get him back on the show so he can defend himself. But uh, uh, Put him next to me. We'll go battle it out. (laughs) That would be a fun one. (laughs) We I tried doing this, doing a couple different shows. One of them was uh, uh, poker with pot with restaurant owners. Yeah. And so it would be like me and then three other owners and... Um, and we filmed it. We, we, I tried doing filming this twice and the challenge was we would all either everybody, somebody would be talking over the other one or we'd talk so much shit that we could show like the flop from this hand and then like the river of this hand. So it didn't make sense if you're, you're following poker and you know how to play. Be like, wait a minute. He just had like queen seven. Why the hell does he have like, you know, pocket fives now? So um, so it never worked out for that, but yeah. uh, I always thought that'd be a fun one to like get, you know, variety. Yeah, X-ray then. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big shit talker. I love it. Like I just, you know, like yeah. I'm in the room with another restaurant owner. Like you do things good, I do things good, and we go back and forth. But it's all in love. Like I don't hate yeah. anyone. Yeah. Like I want everyone to be successful. Mm-hmm. So I like like Liverpool. Like I want everyone to be busy. Like brings people. Like I used to bar hop and do things and. Mm-hmm order from here, order from there. And I, I just want that all, all over the place. Like, like when, like, this is why Syracuse is so great because we all get along. Like, mm. I don't have any issues with anyone. I love it. Yeah. I play poker with anyone. I go all in with stupid hands. Like, <laughs> call my bluff. I don't care. I've got two sets of <laughs> chips sitting right over there. I just got to go get, get, get my table out of storage. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we'll have to do it sometime. Um, I'm terrible at poker. If you want to win my money, it's fine. But I'm going to learn a lot at the table. <laughs> I'll pay for it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like po- I feel like poker's coming back. I just started getting a poker not too long ago either. Yeah. Bud Light and poker, the two things that have come back. Um, yeah, <laughs> it. Uh, I forget what I was gonna say. I was gonna say something about restaurants and now I, I do that to I, a lot of yeah. people. Just forget. Just forget what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. So you know, there's enough people in Onondaga County that like if. A quarter of the percent of the population is going to home team pub. Yeah. And the restaurant down the street gets a quarter of the percent. There's still plenty of people. Oh, yeah. There's plenty know. of people. There's plenty of spaces for everyone. Yeah. But that's what I want. Like on a Monday, you might come here. On a Tuesday, you might go there. I said, why Why not everyone be busy mm-hmm. um, in things? It's it's fine with me. Like I don't get upset about it. I want everyone to do well. Like yeah. in turn, like their staff's happy and they'll come drink at our spot and my staff goes to there and drinks at their spot and mm-hmm. does whatever like you know service industry we all support each other so that's 
how it always is when I'm out to eat. Like, I don't tell people, hey, I'm Joe from Home Team Pub. Mm -hmm. Some people might recognize me because I'm goofy. Uh, others don't. I try and take off logos. I do wear them around all the time. But yeah. My wife, that's the biggest thing. She's like, you want to go out to eat? I'm like, yeah, bring me another hat and sweatshirt. And she's <laughs> like, okay. It's like, I hate being that person. I and mean, sometimes I do, and I'll like apologize, and I'll stand with my back up against the wall or something. <laughs> and they're like, I don't care. And I was like, eh, some people do. Yeah. I get hate emails sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. There's plenty of people out here. You just got to give them a reason to come to your place mm -hmm. and want it. Like, it might be game day for me, but, you know, someone might have a good chicken riggy special on Tuesday. I'm like, yeah, go to them. It's, um, yeah, I went, was walking around with a 3-1 fried shirts when we first opened, because like, I wear that every fucking day of my life. Yeah, I got a new uh, one on today. I like yeah, that. got the <laughs> local one. <laughs> That's why I had to change up the colors. Like, I've, I had, like, 15 of the same sweatshirt that I would switch off when we first opened, and, yeah. like, golf polo or whatever the hell I was wearing. Yeah. And people are like, What's your closet look like? And I was like, it's all the same color, all blues and grays and oranges. Uh, uh, believe and I got crazy golf polos, and my wife's like, you have way too many clothes. I'm like, yeah. Believe it or not, from looking at my face, I was never really a fashionable person. Uh, yeah. So uh, having the excuse of wearing the exact same thing every day, you know, helps me. Makes out. it easy. Yeah, for sure. It's like I'm going bald. I'll lose my hair soon. Like it's easier in the morning well, <laughs> yeah. i just put a hat on so it's not, right well i don't have the one less step i don't have to shampoo my hair yeah i know when i go to the barber shop the my barber is always like uh he's like so how do you brush your hair i'm like i don't brush <laughs> yeah, my hair I, I, don't. I think i wore gel like twice this year or yeah mousse or whatever product <laughs> i guess you could say yeah, i don't yeah. care anymore yeah for sure um, God, I, I'm so bummed that I keep forgetting these questions I have lined up in my head because I took alpha brain right before you got in here. So that oh, way I could like, uh, you know, have, be clear and be focused. Um, so I know I've, I've worked for some other restaurants, uh, around town yep. who, uh, one in particular, they have, they've got like eight locations nowadays today, but, uh, and it's to their detriment, I think, because you know, yeah. they, they weren't ready for it. Has it been challenging? Like, do you ever do you get people? I'm sure you do contacting you, but like, oh, I've got a great location for your next one. Yeah, every day. Like, uh, I do want a second location. I kind of have that with the food truck now. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say I get bored, but like, uh, I like to branch out and do different things. That's why I like the Wing Fest and like the Winter Fair and different things. Like, you get people from all over, like Camillus, and I met people from Albany and Buffalo that came in for this stuff. So it's like. Hmm. It's cool. You never know where you're gonna end up and yeah. whatnot. But it's uh, I get that all the time. Like I, mm. I, I'll pick and choose. Like I, I'm not gonna go battle with people and things of that nature. But I think we're, I wouldn't say popular, but we're known now. Where I can go into a market and they'll know what I do, what I don't do well. Like if that's something that you want, it's good. But also, I'm focusing on home team pub right now in Liverpool. Like that's my backyard. Like mm. I want. Well, not really my backyard, but where I grew <laughs> up, I'll say. Um, but it's I don't want to make this the redheaded stepchild and everything I work so hard for there goes to crap. Like yeah. I, I'd rather this self-stained, like, well-oiled machine, but it's the restaurant industry. It's never going to be like that. Yeah. But I'll go number two soon, but I'll pick and choose. I have that option. Mm -hmm. I don't need number two. I did, you know, it's something you want, and expand but I'll, I'll never be at eight yeah i won't franchise mm. like darden can come in and buy me like yeah i'll <laughs> open a weight team pub next to you like I like if someone sends me a check for 20 million bucks and says don't ever open home team pub again and i was like yep it's yours here you go <laughs> i did my job is that so, kind of i mean what's the ultimate goal with it was it was it when you opened was it like hey and in 10 years or in five years, we want to be profitable and, and doing this and kind of taking it easy. Was it in, in six years, I want to sell it to somebody? Yeah. No, the, the goal I had in sight is just a uh, comfortable family or comfortable like stuff for my family and things. And I worked in the restaurant industry my whole life. I was working 60 to 80 hours a week for someone else. Like, why not do that for yourself? Mm. Um, and I was beating myself up, missing holidays, missing birthday parties, like everything, mm. like can tell you like half half the stuff like I missed in the restaurant world with my family and that, that 
that's what was always thinking. Like, I don't want to miss all this stuff anymore. Yeah. I want to be able to write my own schedule, go in when I want. I want to pick up my kids from school. I want to go to their sporting events. Do I miss some now? Yeah, because it, it happens. It's business. Well, I don't miss as many as I used to hmm. back then. Yeah. Um, so that was like the big thing, kind of like stability um, hmm. and, and everything. And it just it was the right time. I'm like, this place needs a revamp. Um, I'm sick of like going to where did we go when we lived? We lived in Clay at the time, and we'd drive out to like a Buffalo Wild Wings to catch the game because that's like the only mm. ones that had the Washington game on. <laughs> uh, and I was too cheap to buy the Sunday ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we're driving all the way out there, and that's the thing. Like people will drive if they would have to. Mm. But my whole end game was basically rebuild the community. It wasn't broken, mm. but we. Liverpool was missing a sports bar, and I grew up right around the corner, and that place was, like I said, a billion different things, and everyone said, you can't do it, you can't do it, like, don't do it. My dad told me twice I wanted to buy it two times before we bought it, hmm. and he said, no, go learn a little bit more, and I was like, okay. He goes, hmm. learn off someone else's dime, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I, I went to him, I was like, hey, it's for sale again. He's like, are you ready? I said, yeah. He's like, all right, let's go. Hmm. Went in the next day, and we bought it, and here we are. That's wild. Yeah, and everyone said, like like I said, I was fighting the ghosts of everyone, all the owners' old habits. I said, I don't do any of those. I said, we'll be mm. fine. And we, we just went in there, and I was workaholic there every day, open to close for a year and a half. Yeah. I made it my swan. Then, like, everyone's like, oh, it's, you're great, blah, blah, you're going to succeed. This place is awesome. Bang, COVID. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Like... <laughs> I thought of a billion different reasons why home team would close, and that was not one of them. Hmm. And I got nervous, and I was like, oh, man, all this stuff I worked for for a year and a half, it's going down the toilet. Hmm. And I said, you know what, let's just tie our shoes a little tighter and work a little harder. And that's what we did through COVID. And I think, hmm. honestly, COVID saved home team pub like hmm. uh, because that's when we rallied around the community, and the community rallied around us. As soon as we opened, we were busier than before. And, like, I didn't stop donating to baseball teams and everything else. They needed extra equipment and, like, masks, and the school needed stuff. But I'm like, yeah, here you go, here you go. And my dad's all nervous, like, we're going to go broke. I'm like, it's all right. We got five bucks left in the account. We'll be okay. <laughs> we got fish fry coming on Friday. Catch right back up. <laughs> so that was good. Still paying rent. Haven't missed a rent payment. So mm. it's like I didn't have to pay rent. I did because I signed a contract, and I'm not going to not do it yeah and it was awesome it, it was cool and covid ended hopefully mm. and uh <laughs> and the community that was the whole thing like after that it was all community based like we're here for the community uh like we give i don't even know my, my accountant probably hates me i give so much money away uh it's just like it's awesome but these are the people every day that come in like, yeah and and it's always going to be something. Sally selling cookies. Let's buy cookies from Sally. <laughs> and now Sally comes to home team pub fifty five times a year, hmm. and so and so like Liverpool sports we give it to them. Like Beville is coming over now. Like I, I live in Beville. My kids go to Beville, and so now people are learning and they're like, oh, open in Beville, open in Beville. And hmm. I'm like, no. I like going out to Beeville. <laughs> well, might be, might be coming, Beeville. Yeah. Beeville is such a, like, I'm right now in the middle of doing running their uh, Beeville Dining Weeks. Yeah. And so, so that's, so I love, like, bringing that up. Like, Beeville does a lot. Like, yeah. I live in Beeville. They do, like, their pub crawls, their dining weeks. They do, like, the whole village is around people, and Tassones gets into it. Mm -hmm. That's a little outside of the village and yeah. things of that nature. Now, Angry Smokehouse opened, so you got to cross the bridge now and all this stuff. So I love what Beeville does, and I wish I was close. I wish I was, like, in the village or mm -hmm. closer. Like, we I, we can do that stuff, but we're, yeah. we're on 57, so no one's going to walk down 57 and <laughs> do a pub crawl. <laughs> got to rent a bus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen. I've. I'm, I'm a part of the restaurant owners text group of all oh, the nice. owners in in Beeville, and um, it's amazing how much they're all connected to each other yep. and work to help each other. Like just this past Saturday, there's a power outage for a few hours. They're all texting each other like, "Hey, I heard this. This person called me. 
you know, hopefully health inspectors aren't listening to this podcast. I don't think they do, but if there's a health inspector in town, they shoot the text out like, hey, they're here. And um, when right. I, huh? So you could do that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. When I was in North Syracuse, when we first opened 31 Fried, we had our health inspector show up and and I got to say, all the, all the health inspectors are great. I've oh, never, yeah. I haven't met, and I've dealt with a, a few different ones. None of them, Chris is phenomenal, Kim's great, you know, everybody I've ever met, whether it's an event or whatever, it's been wonderful. But um, Amy's the best. Shout out, Amy. Amy? I don't think I've ever worked with Amy. She's before. mine. Yeah. So you're the best. Who's, um, <laughs> one of them just retired. I forget who it was. Uh, I don't know. Um, but anyways, um, so we had Kim show up, and he was doing ours, and so I text Nick, Sanford across the street at Tossin Fire. I was like, yeah. hey, Kim's here, just a heads up. He was like, I was just thinking about, we're due. Thank you for the heads up. <clears throat> and I asked him, I was like, hey, can you add me to the text thread for the owners in North Syracuse? He was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, they don't have it. <laughs> it's like there is Yeah, they're one. all close-knit, like Beville. I hang out in Beville a lot, and they're all they're all always talking with each other and everything else. Yeah. Like I listen to, like, sales my backyard neighbor, so that, okay. there's my backyard so I listen, hear him say a lot of stuff about, like, the owners are such cool dudes and everything. I met a couple of them, obviously, at Wingfest and everything. And yeah. I know Jeff and a couple of the others, and it's it's awesome. Like, they're so, like, knit. Like, like Sal said, I think, on your podcast, there's, like, 17 pizza places in Beville. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like, a billion people order pizza, so it's fine. Right. Like, yeah. Fine. What's even more um, amazing is that that small of an area they can all still be open. Yeah. I mean, it's not often that a restaurant goes out of business in Beeville. Yeah. And that, that to me is even more exceptional than just like the community of restaurant owners. It's like that all of them in such a small area make money. Yeah. It's crazy. Like you said, there's, there's always enough people to fill your spot. Yeah. You just have to make it worthwhile to go there. So yeah. they all do something a little different that you like. So Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Wingfest is only, it's coming up. It's only a couple months away. Um, What's Wingfest? Yeah. Uh, you won People's Choice yeah. last year. Uh, it's circled on my calendar. Yeah. It's going to be an exciting year this year. Yeah. yeah. I heard. Bigger and better. Yeah. Two Just more Throwing vendors. some more competition at me. Yeah. But it's okay. I'm hoping that he does it, but because uh, he said he was, we just got to confirm Joe from Slice Pizza. Hopefully he, he's a vendor there oh, out nice. of Utica. Um, and, uh, I think there's some, there's like one or two others that Nick's got from like way, like out of town that are coming. He was, there was people from like Ohio and, oh, and Wyoming that were reaching out this year that yeah. wanted to participate. That's awesome. So it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's wild that like they've turned this, this event into something as big as it is. Oh yeah. I, the wings are wings. Like, you know, obviously Buffalo, it's not too far away, but yeah, I remember like, I love, like, Wingfest. I think someone else did one around here. I was working for someone. Oh, no, it's the winter. They do it downtown, the winter oh, yeah, something yeah. or other. Uh, but that's cool, too. But yeah, I'm on 57. I can't do that. Right. I'm buy a village place. <laughs> yeah. All right. Not well. Liverpool. Don't get, don't get worried, Liverpool. <laughs> too close to me. Uh, but, yeah, Wingfest, I heard... Uh, bunch of new things coming it's gonna be bigger and better than last year so yeah yeah it's gonna It'll be, be fun. fun dano coming back do you know if dano's coming back i don't think he personally is because yeah, he didn't like me last year <laughs> oh really yeah, no. um he was a character man it was pretty yeah. funny to see him and his team you know he's got that he had that one guy that like is his doppelganger that yeah. works for him and um, we were going in to film content with him like the day before at Limp Lizard. Yeah. And we walked in and like his, the one dude that looks just like him is sitting at a table and then Dano's and I, I like walked in and I was like, is this a fucking, is there a camera? Is this a, some sort of a joke? Like which one do I talk yeah. to? Which one is Dan? <laughs> um, so he was, he was a riot and, oh, yeah. uh, especially the first day he was so fucking drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he was hammered. And, uh, but it was a great time hanging out with them. I got to talk to his guys about like their social media and, oh, yeah. and how they work it. And that was really informative. Um, and, uh, it's funny to think like there's people out there. It's just like, you know, and, and huge companies like that, like that's their, that's their thing, yeah. you know, is just social media content, you know, just that's the big thing now. Yeah. I know. I, I was just talking to a restaurant owner yesterday who, 
She has zero, she doesn't have a good social media presence at all. She posts often, but not well. Like it's, yeah. you know, bad, terrible website. And then she spent, um, she was doing a ton of work all from, from week one of football until this week, ton yep. of paid advertising on the radio. And so, and I've seen her posting about it all season. And so I was like, yeah. man, I wonder if it, if it's worked. So I asked her, I was like, hey, you know, can you give me any insight into that? And she was spending about a thousand bucks a month on radio ads and stuff. And uh, and I was like, so did you see the return? She's like, no. She's like, we got a little bit of a bump the first couple weeks and then nothing. I was like, what about like those live broadcasts they would do and they would do like the wing challenge and stuff? She's like, those were dead. Yeah. So it really is, it's interesting to see that kind of stuff. Like I think restaurants nowadays like i've been saying and because i do a with yummy socials i do like a podcast that's all about yeah they're short it's like just for advertising information for restaurants and um i think restaurants have to be more intentional nowadays about their social media because like you're competing against i've had the camera on you this entire time for this oh, last yes. two minute monologue uh, uh you know you're you're competing against espn yeah and you know, tasty and, you know, hot ones and, you know, the home shopping network, whoever the fuck else is on social media that your <laughs> customers follow, though that's who you're competing with for content. Yeah. You know, and so um and so that's one thing. So you have to have great content nowadays yeah. for your stuff, no matter what your business is, no matter what level you're at. But then if you're if uh, I'm dealing with another restaurant or he's like falling for this this company called him like for five hundred dollars a month, we're gonna yeah. build you an app. It's nuts. And it's like, no one's going to download your app for your restaurant. Yeah. Don't waste the money on it. And uh, Crap, our app drops next week. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't do that. that no, was... but like what you're saying, you're spending, <laughs> like, here's my model. I gave you an insight earlier yeah. of, like, why Home Team Pub is Home Team Pub, but it's you can spend as much money as you want in marketing and you're getting people in it's your job to keep them there and to keep them coming in yeah like you might not have to do a thousand dollars now you could only do 200 to get the new clientele in but what are you doing right what are you doing wrong right i always look at what i'm doing wrong Mm -hmm. like whatever we're doing right let's keep doing it like I hear different things. Like I said, my menu is so big. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is good, this is good, this isn't. And I'm like, oh, man. Now I take it mm. take it right to my chest, and I'm like, we're going to make this the best around. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's the four walls marketing. You get people in, you got to make sure they keep coming back. For like, sure. It's like if she was busy week one and two, well, what was different week three, four, and five? Or yeah. what was someone else doing better than you did? Mm-hmm. Like that's how I look at everything, like in yeah. the restaurant, like – you could spend a billion dollars and be packed one night. If you pissed everyone off, no one's going to come back. Right. Like I always say, people are like, oh, home teams, pub's great. You don't have to be there as much. It's like as much as I worked for the last five years, one day could kill me. We could Mm -hmm. have one thing happen, food board illness, something like anything like that. Like something could happen where overnight it's gone. Yeah. It happens to companies. Yeah. Get big too quick, like you said, spend too much money, buy 19 trucks, Mm -hmm. buy another place, and now this one's like left to burn. So it's like, be careful. Mm. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. The the thing is, like I said, you spend as much money as you want on marketing, and you have to spend money on marketing. You got to get new people. Yeah. Obviously, like marketing is a big part of it, but like first starting out, I spent probably $20,000 for the first March Madness doing marketing. Like, Mm. Let's get people in here. Let's get people in here. Next thing, we were busy. I was only four months old. The next one, I spend even more. Mm. What what happened? COVID for the next March Madness. Canceled <laughs> everything. What do you think happened to that $20,000? Like, oh, mm-hmm. here's credits. I'm like, oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So it's like, like, be careful, like, what you spend and who you spend it with. And yeah. Downloading apps and everything else. Like, you could do text blasts. Like, I get text blasts from whole bunch of different restaurants or mm-hmm. email blasts, those still work. Oh, yeah. But there's people that don't read texts or emails. So yeah. then you go to radio, so you get them, and then you do this, you do TV, do something else. Just have yeah. a little piece in everything, and you'll you'll grow. But it's the big thing is the four walls marketing. Like, yeah. keep people there, keep people wanting coming back. Like, 
like I said, I have people that come five days a week, sometimes seven days a week. They're there more than I am. Hmm. And it's just what makes these people happy, and you become friends with them. Some of them became family, and it's just like, hey, let's, like, listen. And they all have your back. Like, hmm. they'll all text me and be like, hey, you know, so-and-so told you told uh, Pete that we're out of chicken tenders. Like, <laughs> didn't you just say you spent a shit ton of money on chicken tenders? And I'm like, yeah. Like, we're not out of them. And I'm like, text their managers or whatever, like, do we 86 chicken tenders? Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, go to the freezer, like, left shelf on the bottom. And they're like, oh, yeah, here they are. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's the biggest thing. Like, no one wants to look anymore. No yeah. one wants to download an app. Yeah, for How sure. How many apps you got on your phone? Yeah. Probably 90. I know. I couldn't find my flashlight the other day. It took me so long. <laughs> <laughs> Something I really needed. Yeah, I know. That's that's the most frustrating thing I've I've encountered is like, you know, uh, you know, this client of mine, I've with, been with him for six years and, and he's just, you know, they're like, yeah, but they, they're guaranteeing me I'm going to grow with this thing. I'm like, no one's downloading your app, yeah. you know. The biggest thing is, so the, the way that they, and then I'll, I'll stop talking about it, but the biggest thing is yeah. uh, they're like, so you if, with the app, if a customer downloads your app and orders Grubhub or DoorDash through your app, you're going to get, you're not going to get charged the Grubhub fee. It gets like reimbursed. 10% or something. Yeah. Well, for him, it's thirty. But yeah, if if you order off your own app or website, I think right. It's 10. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you want to put like do Grubhub, but push them to your website. You could do yeah. that. You don't need an app for that, right? And so I was like, listen, you're not. No one's gonna down like you're competing against Grubhub and DoorDash at that point. Yeah, no one's gonna. They might go to your. They're okay. You can send them to like make a post. Hey, order online here on my website. They'll do that. Yeah. No one's gonna download an app on their phone, and if they do, they're never gonna remember to use it. Yeah. You know, they're going to remember to go to Grubhub or DoorDash because they've spent billions of dollars in marketing. Exactly. And uh, he's like, no, it's a guarantee. It's going to happen. I'm like, oh, God. I was like, listen, give me the six grand a year. Don't give it to this company. Yeah. Um, give so, it to me. I'll, yeah. make them, I'll make them come to your restaurant. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, Joey, you've said it all. Yeah. You revealed I everything. I probably said so much yeah. that I shouldn't have. I think I might try a different title with this and say uh, an argument I had with Joey from Home Team Pub on the podcast to try and get more views. No, nah, just say Bud is 81. <laughs> Bud is 81. That's the tagline. Talking about Bud Laura's age with Joey from the Home Team Pub. Sorry, Bud. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate Thank you coming you. in. Likewise. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Eat Local New York podcast. Make sure that you follow us online on YouTube where you can find the video version of every single episode or online on our website at eatlocalnewyork.com where you can also pick up an Eat Local New York card. Special shout out to our sponsors with Brown Carbonic, 315-454-3591. Make sure to give them a call. And if you'd be interested in becoming a sponsor here on the Eat Local New York podcast, reach out to me online, anthony at eatlocalnewyork.com. Thanks so much for listening. We're going to catch you back here next week for a brand new episode of the Eat Local New York podcast.